Welcome back to the Locked On Cowboys podcast, part of the Locked On Podcast Network. Thank you for tuning in. I am your host, Marcus Mosier. You can follow me on Twitter at Marcus underscore Mosier. And joining me today is Landon McCool. You can check him out on Twitter at McCoolBCB. You can also listen to him on the Best Coast Boys podcast. Landon, what is going on, sir? Not much. I uh, was, was commiserating with you that I am... There are certain parts on me that are... Fire engine red currently because I I ventured I, we made a venture to the beach and I did not do a good enough job uh, uh, putting suntan lotion on. So if at any point during this podcast when Marcus is talking <laughs> you hear a grown man quietly screaming, uh, that's more uh, than likely I've brushed uh, brushed up the my knee against the my chair or something like that and and am in absolute pain. See, this is the thing. When you, you live on the East Coast, you don't have to worry about these problems. We never we don't see the sun. You don't the see West the Coast, sun. You got to deal with it. You don't, you much less get burned by it, right? Exactly. Yeah. Uh, so coming up on today's show, we got a jam-packed show for you. Um, we're going to go ahead and start with the opt-out uh, and some coronavirus news. Uh, the NFL set a deadline at 4 p.m. Eastern time on Thursday that any players that wish to opt out of the upcoming season had to do so, again, by that 4 p.m. deadline. Uh, We got some news that there's no more uh, opt-outs for the Cowboys, uh, as there's only Jameez Olawali, Stephen Guidry, the wide receiver, and then uh, Maurice Kennedy, the cornerback from, uh, you know, that they signed from the Jets this year. So all in all, the Cowboys come out of this pretty, you know, unscathed. Again, Olawali's a... You know, a bigger loss to some people on this podcast than me. <laughs> um, so that the good news there, and then uh, you know, the according to Clarence Hill, uh, the Cowboys have had no new positive tests for COVID nineteen. Um, Lana, let's just go ahead and deal with uh, start right there. What were your thoughts on only those three players for the Cowboys opting out? Well, first of all, it's it's really sad to hear that only one of two of us are actually fans of the Dallas Cowboys, and so uh, that's why uh, that's why we I... were suffering Jameez Olawale. Um, I'm looking up seeing with fullbacks uh, don't matter. Oh so, gosh, I mean, it's, I mean, it feels like it should come in a package when you buy the first one, right? Um, I, you know, I think you, you look at the list of these guys, and again, I, you know, from a, from a very human element, you are are. You're watching these guys, and, and, and they're having to make incredibly difficult decisions. And frankly, absolutely, I think the guys that are the, the ones who are opting out are the ones, you know, I mean, that are obviously being put in the most difficult financial situations too, because you know this is uh, there is definitely a middle and lower class of this of of the NFL, and these guys, you know, we we kind of always associate. There's always this kind of general idea. In, in you know outside of the league, no matter whether it's the NBA or the NFL or the Major League Baseball, mm-hmm. that that every player makes you know millions and millions of dollars. And, Not and, true at all. And yeah, and, and again beyond that too. Like I think the thing to remember is that a lot of these guys like this is their job. Like it's not like I mean it is it's their job for all of them. But I mean 
a lot of these guys don't have jobs after they're done. And and the yeah, average, no. in the, if you're lucky to play more than two seasons in the NFL, like, you know, this is supposed to be money that's supposed to last you for a, a good for period of time. For the rest of your life. Yeah. yeah. And, and so, you know, I think for a lot of these guys, you know, it's a very incredibly difficult decision because, you know, it's not even just about the money that you're missing out on by not playing this year, but the opportunity opportunity to showcase yourself to get more money and, mm-hmm. and, 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 you know, make set yourself up for, for generational life-changing money. Um, yeah. So, yeah, it's, it, it's, it's really difficult to, to watch these guys kind of go through the decisions. The Cowboys have been lucky in the sense that they haven't uh, suffered as many uh, of the kind of people needing, feeling the need to step away. And, and really across the league, it feels like even the guys who – um, you know the the big names that we heard whispers about. Even you know, we heard stuff about Demarcus Lawrence, um, and you know, and, and guys like that. And then you you heard across the league, uh, Tredarius White from the from the Bills that he was he might be someone who who opts out. He ended up mm-hmm. staying. There are guys that you're hearing more and more, obviously, that are, are opting out. And I and I think you know as we'll we'll talk about in a second. I think that this doesn't close the book necessarily no, on no. people potentially trying to get out of playing this season. I think what we've seen so far is that there is a, a healthy percentage of people that don't feel comfortable with this. And like I, like we, you and I have stated quite a bit, we completely understand that sentiment. I mean, this is this does seem totally insane to you know go through this to a certain degree. But I also think these guys have been put in an incredible, incredibly difficult situation, like many Americans, because of what this does to affect their their livelihood and their ability to, to pay, uh, you know, pay their bills and, and, and support their families. Yeah, I saw Tredavious White, at least, you know, he was kind of, you know, on the fence about um, opting out. And he was being called selfish by some fans on Twitter. And that's like absolutely the farthest thing from the truth, right? In fact, I think it's it's opposite, right? Because White is a perfect example of somebody who you, know, you could say should try to push through this because he's going to have a massive contract extension if he opts out, he's just delaying that contract another year, you know, potentially even two years. Um, so again, it's it's just not fair to the players to say uh, if you opt out, you're you're being cowardly or selfish or anything like that. That's just absolutely not true. Um, I wanted to talk to you about uh, something that uh, linebacker Jamie Collins said from the uh, Detroit Lions that um, while this was the official opt out date. He suspects many, many other players are going to opt out of the season. So what happens if a player does decide to not play the 2020 season now? You know, I, I mean, I think at this point they are, if, you know, the, the league deadline has come and gone, mm-hmm. unless unless the league and the NFLPA decide to kind of renegotiate or come, I, I don't know if there's any kind of particular language you know uh, that that actually is a guideline here for this but I, I hate to say it I have to think that anyone who decides to quote unquote opt out at this point now that the deadline has come and gone I would imagine that they would treat you know like they aren't showing up to practice and yeah. they would find them and and in in you know, you know, I bonus for forfeitures and and those all those kind of things. You know, I I think it's funny that we mentioned it because I think we are now at 
what day 10 of Vic Beasley not even showing up I think I just saw uh from somebody at at, yep. at, at his yep. camp so you know he he's going to be subject to a whole bunch of fines and, and I think I would not be surprised and it's really kind of gross I have to say it's incredibly gross but I have to think that the teams would fine and start um you know uh, coming after the signing bonuses coming after the signing stuff. bonuses yeah. and the livelihood of these guys because they uh, you know they they thought hey we gave you a deadline blah 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 not like any amount of time that they could have given is would have been sufficient but certainly the amount of time that these players have been given to make this decision i don't know it, it feels very short because yeah, of I, all, everything that's at, at at play here i would say this um I know from a contract thing, if a player doesn't show up, their contract won't toll for the following season, so they don't earn any years towards getting close to free agency. And it's probably going to be a team-by-team thing on how they handle it. So, for example, if, let's say, a Cowboys player... Uh, you know, has a spouse that tests positive and they just, they're not comfortable with it. They want to be home. Maybe the owner in the front office, they might be a little bit more lenient to a player not showing up. Maybe they won't fine him as much. Maybe they won't uh, go after the signing bonus. But um, again, I think it's going to be a team by team thing, but I think it's fair to fully expect uh, many, many players to still opt out and decide, hey, I'm not playing the season. Maybe you'll see it more with guys who aren't under big contracts. You know, maybe it'll be younger guys. Maybe it'll be uh, players that are already established in the league. It's just going to be something fascinating that we have to watch. Um, we're going to move on. Uh, we got a bunch of other Cowboys related news. But before we do so, I wanted to tell you guys about DoorDash. Between never ending laundry cycles and incoming emails, You've got plenty on your to-do list. Give yourself one less thing to worry about and let DoorDash take care of your next meal. DoorDash is the app that brings you the food you're craving right now, right to your door. Ordering is easy. Open the DoorDash app, choose what you want to eat, and your food will be left safely outside your door. Many of your favorite local restaurants are still open for delivery. Just open the DoorDash app, select your favorite local restaurant, and your food will be left, again, right outside your door. Right now, our listeners can get $5 off and zero delivery fees on their first order of $15 or more when you download the DoorDash app and enter code LOCKEDON. That's $5 off your order and zero delivery fees when you download the DoorDash app in the App Store and enter code LOCKEDON. Okay, Landon, I know a lot of people have been asking us for months uh, now about the status of Randy Gregory. Um, Everything that we've been told is that he's filed for reinstatement. He's waiting for the NFL to reply back. Uh, He officially filed in May, uh, and the league is supposed to rule on uh, his status within 60 days, according to the NFL and NFLPA player agreement. Uh, It's been 74 days now and no update about Gregory. Uh, So Randy Gregory went to Twitter uh, to express his kind of uh, you know anger with the league, um, I know you saw the tweet. Uh, I don't think everybody here saw that tweet. Uh, what were your takeaways from Gregory on Twitter? Well, I mean, I think it, the the thing that really stuck out to me the most was you know it kind of we finally got to hear from him on this because mm-hmm. I, I think really you know. It, it's. I mean, it's felt like there's been a piece of information that has been missing 
at our level of the, I guess, information flow, right? Like, you know, like it feels like the people that are on the inside of this have no, know something that they're not, that is not common knowledge or that, you know, like that there's something else going on. And now I, I think what we are finding out is that no, no one knows. And I, I, and I think, yeah. And I think that that's, but I think that's the missing piece of information is that, we assume that this is a process that people are in constantly in contact with each other and you know there's an ongoing you know hey what's going on with the uh, Randy's case no, 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 no. you know it sounds like if anything there's you know a situation where the ball has been dropped on this you know i'm assuming mostly on the NFL level because the i'm sure the Cowboys are anxious to get Randy Gregory back uh, I, but i don't know i i'm not certain you know so um I just think that I, I think that you know from what it seems like Randy said that it seems to be a you know a whole combination of things, but but mostly that the COVID situation has prevented his ability to get. If I'm reading this correctly, and I could completely be speculating, right? The COVID situation has further complicated and or provided cover for the NFL to slow play Randy's case because. Uh, precautions are you know preventing them from getting good tests good drug tests on him uh, we need to specify that nowadays don't <laughs> yeah, we good yeah, drug yeah. tests on him to make sure that he is eligible and you know capable of coming back safely into the NFL which again even that to a large degree feels odd because of all the uh, changes that were made in the C- in the the CBA but I think that Randy seems to be implying that there is a uh, certain amount of maliciousness outside of just circumstance that is at play here with the NFL and that they are intentionally not doing uh, what they could be doing in order to help move his case along. Well, I'm going to add a little bit to this because this has happened to be pure luck on what happened yesterday. Um, so... Gregory tweeted, and I had a quote tweet that basically said, so you're telling me the NFL is incompetent? Shocker. Uh, Gregory, Gregory actually DM'd me to tell me a little tiny bit more, not not too much more, but basically they haven't been able to call or get a hold of anybody because uh, the NFL offices are in New York. Um, not, I mean, they have to cut back their staff. I think they're still at 25% capacity of, you know, of work stuff. So there's just not a lot of people in the actual NFL office to contact. And that's just made things really hard to get, you know, to show that you've been having, you know, have negative drug tests, to show that you have been doing everything that you need to do to get reinstated. It's just one of those things where, because there is just not a lot of people actually physically in the building, it's harder to get things done. So yeah, I, I don't know. I don't know what the. I don't know if he's going to be, you know, reinstated soon. I don't I have no idea how close the NFL is to even making a decision. But I think that's what's holding things up a little bit. I, I think, I think what's the most encouraging, you know, reading the the tweet is. He sounds like he wants to play football. He's yeah. in he's in shape. I know there was some yeah. you know, some rumors earlier in the offseason that hey, maybe he doesn't want to actually come back. I I at least take that as a positive. I, I'll I'll add in a little bit too. Uh, I mean just well not this is this is a lot more public knowledge than your DMs, but 
uh, which that's great information because again, like I think a lot of that came from there was a sense that you know he, we weren't sure what his his state was, right? Like and, and yeah, that, yeah. you know whether he was serious about coming back for football. And I think you're right. The fact that he took to Twitter to kind of answer this publicly, and and the way he you know the way he said it was just made it very clear that he's ready. That he's been been ready and he's waiting on the, on on other people than himself. That's all great news, especially if you want to see Randy Gregory, Gregory play football. I will also add that I, you know it was Mike Fisher, I think, who uh, had tweeted out that or had written a, a story that um, that the uh, Cowboys were getting less and less, uh, you know, not, what's the word I'm confident, I guess, yeah, in, yeah. in, in, in the, the ability for this to go through. And apparently, and, and this is something that Mike has, has again followed up on, reported himself. Uh, Randy took took exception to, to to the way that that was reported, and that he thought that it was a lot more on uh, on the uh, you know on, on the NFL side than than, right, than it was right. on on and Randy's side, and that it seemed to imply the story seemed to imply that that it was on the Randy side. So I, I think you know if anything. He's kind of making making noise now, and I, and I'm just going to follow up and say I think that's important. You know, I, I mean, I think you know if this really is a case where, you know, sorry, dude, there's just a lot going on here. You know, like yeah, which yeah, yeah. which I totally get. I think that you know the the thing that could help move this to the top is just suddenly getting very public about it and very, uh, you know, and making a case of it. Maybe this moves his situation to. A, a to you know kind of the top of the pile. Yeah, I think it, I mean at least it puts a little bit of public pressure on yep. the NFL. And if we've learned anything over the last I don't know how long have we been covering the NFL, uh, that kind of stuff actually matters. Yeah, right? when does. you actually put pressure on the NFL publicly, they seem to to move and you know start moving and getting things done. So I would expect in the next two weeks we probably get a ruling one way or the other. I just have an idea that. They're going to want to get this solved, you know, at least before we get real close to the season getting started. So, um, again, I actually I, I took yesterday's yesterday's tweet away as a good thing that yeah. hey, he's ready to go. Absolutely. Um, when he is eventually reinstated, and I think we both think he will be. Um, he should be ready for camp. Um, let's take one more quick break and we'll talk about some more Cowboys news. Okay, Lena, we actually got a, a lot of positive Cowboys news uh, on Thursday. Um, one of those bits of news is, or bits of news was uh, Leighton Van Der Esch, uh, spoke to the media, and I think the, the biggest thing uh, to take away from his conference call was uh, he's feeling 100% healthy from the neck surgery he had earlier this offseason. The exact quote was, I feel amazing. I'm over it. I'm not worried about my neck anymore. I'm 100%. Um, the fact that he believes he can go out there and not even think about his neck, uh, that has to be really, really encouraging for the Cowboys, right? Yeah. Uh, I think the other added thing in is that they added a, a little neck roll inside the interior of mm-hmm. his pads, which can kind of help absorb a lot of the uh, uh, impacts that he's experiencing, which has been, I'm sure, part of the problem there. Um, yeah. And I, again, I kind of, kind of along the same lines with Randy. There was a good period of time that we hadn't really, we weren't really sure exactly. Not only you know where Layton's 
surgery situation was, but how, how he was feeling about it. Because well, think about think about even in the draft. We thought even up to the week of the draft that Kenneth Murray was a real yeah. option at seventeen because we didn't know anything about Van Rush's neck. Yeah, and 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 actually, I I mean, I kind of even remember hearing some whispers that he was concerned about it. Like, and he was like that there was even talk about, you know, yeah, we talked about that on the podcast about the, the, him he, not sure he wants to go out and risk it again. Yeah. Yeah. And so I think that, you know, the fact that he's come out and kind of put that to bed, that the, that the, uh, that the surgery went seemed seemingly went well and that he feels comfortable. Uh, and that he, you know, I mean, again, all of this is going to change when we start putting ba- pads on, start banging. But I think that, you mm. know, I think that as of right now, he needs to feel great. He needs to feel confident. And really, that I think that was the big takeaway there is that, at the very least, we feel good about his confidence level, right? Like, I, I think mm-hmm. I think he feels – it sounds like he feels confident. And if, you know, that's, you know, half of it. Let's, now let's see what happens with the, the actual physical damage that is, you know, told over a, a, ser- a series of football games and see how he feels. Uh, I know somebody asked this on our th- – Tuesday show. What's the biggest way the Cowboys can improve on defense? It's having a healthy Leighton Van Der Esch. If they have a healthy Van Der Esch and Jalen Smith, I think they have the best linebacker duo in all of the NFL. And when Van Der Esch is right and playing well, there's not many linebackers you would take over him. Remember, in his rookie season, he was named a second team All Pro, and he completely deserved it. I mean, he was just so dynamic, such a good open field tackler. You go back and watch the the Sunday night game against Philadelphia and some of the plays that he made to help win that game, uh, absolutely incredible. So uh, having him back in 100%, and that's that's a big part of it there too, not just having him back on the field, but actually 100% is big because, um, you know, I continue to say, I don't think he was ever healthy at any point last year between, I know he was dealing with a hip injury during training camp last year, and he was like on and off every day at camp. Yeah. And then he got, got in the season. He just didn't look quite as explosive. And then he has the neck injury. Um, you know, just never really was able to get back to that 100% uh, Van Rush that we saw as a rookie. The other little bit of news that came from that conference was, and we again we've talked about this before, but it does seem like Van Rush is now locked into being the team's middle linebacker with Jalen Smith playing on that weak side. Um, Van Rush talked about how the, the roles really don't matter too much in Mike Nolan's defense; they're kind of interchangeable. Um, but he did talk about being more of a vocal leader, uh, wearing the, the green dot helmet to call the plays. Um, just your takeaways there, Landon, about Van Rush sliding over to the middle. You know, I, I think it's got, you know, some small changes in, in angles and that sort of thing. And the you know, I think a lot of that is also going to change as they start to you know, kind of flop back and forth between a one gap and two gap and three, four looks. And, you know, having bigger defensive tackles inside means hopefully they have to cover less gaps than normal. Um, I, you know, I, I do think that there is something to the idea of changing the vocal leadership to, and I'm not necessarily one to completely buy into this too much, but the, the vocal leadership in from Jalen to kind of to to Layton is I think Layton's got more of an edge you know yeah, like he, I, agree. I mean even just in, in just listening to him like in interviews and, and and 
just talking to the media and stuff. Like he just doesn't have time for this nonsense. Like, he's, well, I also it, think it's better for or for Jalen Smith too. Now he doesn't have to think. He just has to go out there and play. Yeah, right. Yeah, and just be an athlete. And I think you know, it's not that I. I, I think something couldn't do it. Yeah, no, it's not. That's not it at all. I think it's just like he. I also think that he, that Jalen is the guy that I'm probably going to be using in ways that are outside of the traditional role of the linebacker. Mm-hmm. So it, it might be better to have the guy who's kind of going to be, you know, consistently playing in the middle of that defense to be the one c- consistently making those calls. So, uh, yeah, I just think that, I think that there's changes there that are good. I, I think it's, 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 it's really, you know, it's, it's all, it's a whole bunch of change. It's that mm. plus, you know, the having some more serious talent up front in front of you, uh, potentially giving you more coverage to run and hit. I, I, I think it, all of that, plus the you know the recovery from the injury, the health, all of that is going to mean uh, you know a boon for for this linebacker core. Um, we've talked about this on the show before, but one of the reasons why Mike Nolan took this job was because he loved Leighton Vander Esch. Uh, I know coming into the 2018 draft, um, he wanted the Saints to trade up for Vander Esch. I think they were drafting at 30 that year, and they moved all the way up to 13. Uh, when they did it, he thought it was for Van Der Esch. Uh, it ended up being for Marcus Davenport, um, which is fine. Davenport's been good in the NFL, but um, you know, putting Van Der Esch on that Saints defense would have been a lot of fun. But yeah. uh, I know that he's excited about what he can do in his defense, uh, and now having Jalen in that Demario Davis role where he's coming downhill and he's able to be the fifth rusher a lot of times, I think... I, I just think this makes way more sense given you know each guy's skill set. Um, and I think this is a, a good way for the Cowboys to improve their defense without actually going out and spending a ton of money in free agency or premium picks. Getting these guys to get back to the level that we saw in 2018 and getting them in the right spot should pay big dividends for the team this year. That is it for today's show. Thank you guys for tuning in. Make sure you download and subscribe to the podcast on iTunes or wherever you get your podcasts. You can follow the show at Locked on Cowboys. You can follow Landon at McCoolBCB. And you can follow me at Marcus underscore Mosier. And we will see you next time.